How do I buy tickets for that show? Where is the closest restaurant with a view? My kids are with me. Is there an age restriction for that attraction? These are just some of the questions that the new Vegas Near Me app will answer for you. Vegas Near Me quite literally takes the guesswork out of planning your next Las Vegas trip. It is so helpful. With constantly updated information, business hours, menus, ticket prices, parking costs, Vegas Near Me is a one-stop shop. It really is. And here's the deal. It's free and you don't have to sign up, become a member. It is simple. Download Vegas Near Me today from the Apple App Store or from Google Play. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Welcome everyone to episode 208 of Vegas Revealed. Dana Roselli and Sean McAllister here. I know, I know we've been off on our days of when we're posting our episodes, but we've been doing some super, super bowl coverage lately. Some of you have written us, said you're loving it, and we had to wrap it up. So it doesn't make sense to wrap it next weekend. Sean and I are here <laughs> to discuss. Yeah, and this is kind of a special uh, twofer episode. We're, you're, we're uh, recording what you're hearing right now, but then we have a second half of this episode that we recorded as a video podcast, um, and you'll hear the audio of that. If you want to look at the visuals that go along with it, you can go to our Vegas Revealed YouTube channel. Yeah, we felt we needed to do a visual podcast because we got in so much video, some of it exclusive, of all the after-party action happening after the Super Bowl win. The Chiefs after party over at Zook Nightclub at Resorts World. We got some um, video of Usher in over at Excess doing a little roller skating. Plus, we take you inside, which is going to be rare because no phones are allowed. We take you inside the Pinky Ring, Bruno Mars' new jazz lounge over at the Bellagio. Yeah, we'll get to all that. But Dana, uh, we want to start with talking about all of the records that have been broken by Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. Viewership records, uh, betting records. I mean, there's a lot of big numbers associated with Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. The first ever Super Bowl I'll mention here in Las Vegas. But let's start with the viewership. I mean, it's incredible, the numbers that have come out post-game. We've had an average of 123.7 million viewers, in, on average, yeah. who tuned in to watch the game. And I think those numbers are very preliminary, right, too? So, like, it could go up. Plus, I think you've got to factor in all the streaming. In addition, I know they were streaming, but they're still, like, calculating stuff. So, I mean, that, that's a high number. It's a very high number, and it um, is up 7% over Super Bowl from last year, which is a pretty significant jump, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, at yep. some portions of the, the game, there were more than 200 million people watching. Wow. Yeah, it's the highest number of people watching the same broadcast in the history of television, Jeez. which is incredible. The Apollo 11 moon landing, moon landing in 1969 was up there. Now, we were looking at the numbers, and... 
I feel like in 1969, it was a little harder to pinpoint numbers. True. Um, you know, lack of technology. And they're kind of like, I think it said like it was numbers in between like 125 million to 150. But here's the difference. That moon landing was on several networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. That's the only thing that was on television at the time. So you could watch ABC, you could watch it on CBS. But, you know, the Super Bowl was just on CBS on one channel. Then they had the additional streaming, um, which you would have to go to the app and everything like that. But um, so this was, you know, a single broadcast. And like you said, it broke the record, the most watched in history. Jeez. I mean, that's just remarkable. And if uh, the NFL wasn't thinking about coming back before, they certainly are now. Yeah. Either that or they're they're heightening their plans and being like, uh, how can we get back to Vegas sooner? Yeah. I would like to see Vegas host the Super Bowl every other year. Yeah, and you were honestly. You were saying there was uh some co- columnist or commentator that was kind of like negative about it and we kind of shut him up, didn't we? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there have been a lot of Las Vegas haters in the lead up to the game saying, "Oh, Vegas is just going to be a distraction for the teams, for the players." The, it's going to get really rowdy and crazy. People were going off of this Sin City concept mm-hmm. and don't realize that that stuff aside, yes, people come here and they let go of their inhibitions, have a great time. But at the core of Las Vegas is just a really great hospitality destination that knows how to put on big events and wants to put on big events. And, I mean, let's just be honest, that after party was I mean, iconic. Listen, in Las Vegas, you can get chicken wings at 5 a.m. That's what Taylor and Travis did. They sure did. <laughs> Usher. Hey, you know what? He went and got married before he went to the after party. <laughs> Why not? It's Vegas, baby. I mean, so much can happen here. I think that just adds to the fun. It really does. And uh, betting numbers that are through the roof as well, $185.6 million was wagered in sports books across the state of Nevada, the bulk of that uh, here in Las Vegas. The previous record was in 2022 when just under $180 million was wagered. So, you know, I mean, that's a huge increase there as well. I mean, yeah, what a success. We, You know, and we have hospitality like no other, and I think we broke records in so many different ways that the NFL will be back, that's for sure. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and as no we've question. mentioned over and over, it's just so well organized. We loved it. Everything went smooth. I think you and I quickly eyed, like, even to see if, like, there were any, like, major incidents or arrests. It was very minor, um, I know they had like a DUI, uh, what do you call it? Checkpoint, Checkpoint you yep. know, and they, they arrested some, some people, people there. Yeah. Um, you know, we had at one point someone climbing the sphere. <laughs> someone climbed the sphere. There were two guys who ran onto the field. Yeah. Um, but there were no major, uh, incidents, infractions, no. which Just, is great. Yeah. We were prepared, um, and, you know, it's a safe city, and we love it, and we appreciate all the messages that you guys have sent us, enjoying our coverage. We kind of did a little bit of everything, and I I noticed most of the feedback, people liked that, really well-rounded coverage. You know, we did a little bit of the game and the player stuff. We did a little bit of the celebrity and entertainment. We did some food. We did, you know, we tried to cover it and be as well-rounded as we could. Yeah, and of course, now that the game... 
uh, and Super Bowl week has has passed. We are getting a glimpse at uh, all of the post-game <laughs> celebrations, and that's what you're going to be experiencing now in the second portion of this episode. Yeah, we actually recorded this on Monday night, so it's very fresh. Again, if you want to see the visuals that goes along with it, you can go to our Vegas Revealed YouTube. We have posted it there. But let's roll into that. And again, thanks, everyone. This is episode 208. We'll be back for 209 in uh, about a week. It is the Victory Party PDA that is burning up online. Of course, we're talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift post-Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Revealed. I'm Sean McAllister along with Dana Roselli. Yeah, what a cute video. They were so cozy at Zook Nightclub over at Resorts World. Got this video in and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cute. What a blast they had. It was nice nice to see Taylor out. This was different. Well, it seemed like she really let her hair down and was being herself, is what it looked like to me. And having some great moments to celebrate Travis, celebrate being together for this moment. It just seemed really sweet all the way around. It did. And congratulations to Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. A win in overtime. That was iconic. Of course, Vegas, we always have to have a big moment. Well, and I know the people who I was watching with, uh, they were like, going to overtime in the first Super Bowl hosted in Las Vegas is kind of like the most non-Vegas thing you can do because Vegas shows and productions are always set for like 90 minutes so you can make sure that everybody gets back to the gambling floor, gets back to the casino. But no, Super Bowl 58 stretched it out a little bit. Sure did, and I'm sure more food was bought, more drinks were bought, (laughs) and it was good for the stadium. So whatever, right? (laughs) Hey, uh, we're going to get all into, we have so many great uh, mixed in exclusive videos that people have been and wanting to share of ours, but we're going to show them all here on Vegas Revealed. But um, a couple things about inside the stadium, so many celebrities. I know you were making a list and I was making a list and we were like, gosh, I feel like this was a huge celebrity turnout. It always is. It's not different. There's always many, many celebrities at Super Bowl, but I feel like maybe we had more than normal. I mean, the the list that I have here doesn't even, this isn't even everybody, but we're talking Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, Ice Spice, Paul McCartney, Gordon Ramsay, Lizzo, Bad Bunny, Henry Cavill, Wayne Newton, Dan Reynolds, Carrot Top, Justin Bieber, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Jelly Roll, Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, Guy Fieri, Queen Latifah, Jimmy Kimmel, and the list literally goes on and on. I know. Did you say Jay-Z? You did say Jay-Z. I guess Machine Gun Kelly, uh, 21 Savage, Red Hot Chili Peppers were all at the Winfield Club. Um, So it was, yeah, it was a turnout. (laughs) I mean, wherever you went, there were celebrities. Yeah. And can we talk about Jeff Goldblum? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a great moment. Jeff Goldblum and Leo DiCaprio both there. Yeah. I loved it. Him on the Jumbotron was one of my favorite (laughs) moments of Super Bowl. Living it up. I keep watching the video over and over. It makes me smile. (laughs) I absolutely loved that moment. yeah, the jumbotron. That was. There were some moments there. Justin Bieber kissing, you know, Halle Bieber, his wife. Although she kind of put her hand up, and I was like, "Come on!" He was trying to make a moment, you know, highlight his lady. Right. So I was, um, I was feeling bad for Justin there. But yeah, what a turnout and and what a halftime show with Usher, who oh has had, gosh. you know, a show here on the Las Vegas Strip uh, for a while now. He was over at the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace, and also over 
at Park MGM. Yeah, and the uh, celebrity appearances in his halftime show, we had Alicia Keys, Will I Am, Jermaine Dupri, uh, Little John, and of course, Luda. Yep. <laughs> and a side note, I went to Fountain Blue on Saturday night. And her, night. by the way, yeah. Uh, yeah, and had dinner at Komodo, and Alicia Keys was there, so she was oh, there really? on Saturday night. Yeah, nice. eating over there. Um, yeah, no, I liked, I thought the uh, halftime show was very... Um, familiar and similar to his actual show on the strip, didn't you? It was, and I, I kind of liked that the roller skates came out, Yeah, to I be mean, honest. I was like, yes, here we go. And everyone's talking about that, too. And it's interesting, because I was just talking to uh, one of the hosts over at Excess Nightclub. They had a party last night, um, and Usher appeared there as well. It was like Snoop Dogg and all sorts of celebrities, and the Chiefs ended up uh, showing up there, too. But they actually built a roller skate rink out in the back in That's the pool fun. area so roller skating usher is bringing back roller skating he is i mean he's shooting the duck left and right yeah so that was uh pretty cool and hey why not i loved roller skating so i'm all for it but yeah <laughs> i thought that was um good um but yeah like i said reminiscent of the show that we've seen so for us we're a little spoiled so but I think people seem to like it. Yeah, they did. And I do want to mention, we're recapping everything that happened, uh, Super Bowl and post-Super Bowl, but we do want to remind you that we have three audio episodes of Vegas Revealed uh, up on any podcasting platform of our pre-Super Bowl coverage, and we have some good interviews, insights, and experiences that are packed into those three episodes as well. Definitely. We, we really, we hustled all week long. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We got to meet Bobby Flay at his restaurant, Brasserie B, over at Caesars Palace. We did a segment for KCAL over there. That was a lot of fun to see Bobby. Um, back to some of the videos that we got in yes. from Zook. So many good ones. First, uh, first of all, one that I wanted to show is Post Malone on stage singing. And man, he sounds good. The crowd's going crazy. Again, this was a Chiefs party, but it was it was kind of a private event. You know, they got their trophy. Uh, they were celebrating. Post Malone up there on stage. Then check out this moment. Uh, this is Brittany Mahomes actually taking off her Chiefs jacket, <laughs> giving it to Post Malone, getting him to take his Cowboys jacket off, right. and getting him to put that on uh, and switch it up. And the crowd went crazy for that, too. So that was fun. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes there getting his, uh, holding the trophy. I mean, the team was just, you know, obviously having a good time. Well, I thought it was so fun that not only did the 40, no, the Chiefs, sorry, uh, get their trophy presentation at Allegiant Stadium, but then there was a whole other trophy presentation for the after party over there at Resorts World. I thought that was really cool that they kept that energy and spirit going, Yeah, especially um, for the crowd of people there who didn't see it happen right. in person at the stadium. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Taylor Swift, uh, we've got tons of videos in of her just enjoying herself. Let's put some of those up. I mean, she was... You know, it's funny because they kept putting her music on in a little DJ mix, right. you know what I mean? And she was enjoying it. She played along. And I want, you always wonder, like, is that embarrassing? Or, you know, do you're like, yeah, and just go with it. And she went with it. She went with it. Yeah. And, you know, that is kind of the, the spirit that made me so happy yeah. watching these videos. Just going, having fun in an environment where you're just there to let loose and enjoy. Yeah. 
And you know, she she came from overseas. She's going back to Australia to continue her tour. She's she's been a busy girl. Obviously, a little easier uh, for her than some, you know, private jets right. and all that kind of thing. So I think she's okay. <laughs> but um, you know, and, and, and it's it's interesting because so many people talk about Taylor and Travis. Like, enough already! Stop shoving it down my throat. And it can get to be a lot. But I think this moment was was really just a moment that you can't help but cheer them on. For most people, I know some people are like, "I am over it. Let's get back to football." There's but the anti Swifties for sure. Yes, uh, but I mean, it's just they—they they are showing a mutual love for each other and support. They do two completely different things, but yet are you know very, very famous. But I think when you see one person supporting the other and vice versa, he's going to her show, she's going to his moments. Yeah. I think that's what a relationship's about, and that's kind of a relationship goal for many people. And it's kind of putting that spotlight on them. Well, even um, looking at relationships of a different kind in the um, pregame show, in the pregame coverage leading up to Super Bowl, um, one of the reports was about how Taylor's involvement with Travis Kelsey is like opening up this whole new relationship with dads and daughters. Yeah. You know, that maybe they didn't have that kind of connection when dad was sitting down to watch football before, but now the little girls are interested and Taylor's a good role model. And it's just a great bonding moment for, for dads and daughters. And I thought that was a, a really cool perspective. Yeah, it's it's true. It's opened up a whole new audience, that's for sure. And, and I'm sure the NFL is happy about that. You know, and I don't even think they showed Taylor enough during the game. I started to feel like, okay, now I'm kind of curious what she's up to. Because uh, the game was, you know, kind of slow until the end. And I was like, can we get more shots well, of Taylor? It was neck and neck the whole way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but... You know, they did a good job of balancing it out and showing everyone else uh, that was there. So that was great. I thought, I think um, Allegiant Stadium, the Super Bowl committee, the NFL, Las Vegas in general did a great job. Everyone's raving about how organized it was, how uh, things moved along, how they felt safe. I felt the same exact way. Yeah, and um, we're recording on a, a, the Monday, the morning after Super Bowl, and Roger Goodell uh, came out this morning in the news conference, in the, in the passing of the baton news conference. Mm -hmm. um, New Orleans has the next Super Bowl. And he even said, he was like, you know what? The hospitality that we've had here in Las Vegas, I don't see how the NFL doesn't come back for more big games. Right. So, which we knew yeah. that Las Vegas would kind of be in the rotation of regular cities, but I think it really did show off just what a great fan experience it is to have Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I know they'll be back. Um, I think it was a success all around, and and I loved that. Something else, another star-studded event that, that happened over Super Bowl weekend, Bruno Mars' new jazz club Pinky Ring opened up inside of Bellagio with a very exclusive a celebrity-packed event. Yeah, that Saturday night. I'm losing track of my days. The night before Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it, uh, uh, we're hearing that Babyface was there. Um, also, Gail King was there. Bruno Mars performed. Uh, I think it was Janelle Monae. I'm trying to think of the list. There were a lot of people there. But, um, you know, it's interesting because apparently um, I know someone that was there, and, and she was saying that the inside is gorgeous. But she said, you know, one thing that he is adamant about as Bruno 
Bruno Mars always is, is no pictures, no videos. Really? Even inside the club? Even inside the club. Wow. And they say, they like, literally, I think he put up a sign, I'll have to look on his Instagram, so like, whatever happens in pinky ring stays in pinky, it's like, so pinky ring, you know, the whole Vegas slogan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, literally, no phones. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's no phones or just no pictures and video. I think you can bring your phone in there, but if you're caught taking video or pictures, something like that. Uh, we'll have to see how that works. Well, listen, it's worked for Bruno's residency. He has never allowed phones inside uh, of his shows over at Park MGM. And it does build kind of an allure. Yeah. It makes it hard to uh, show somebody who hasn't been to the show yet what they're in for. But really all you can say is that you're going to be up on your feet. You're going to, whether you know the words to the songs or not, it, there's just a vibe that gets you up and moving. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be the same vibe inside Pinky Ring. Yeah, and I think he's going to show up every now and then. Well, it, his band, the Hooligans, yeah. are uh, going to be performing there for the first two weeks Yeah, um, that the club is open, which is now for another two weeks. So right. um, that's pretty cool, too, that you can go and see Bruno's band, and like you said, it would not be surprising mm -hmm. if he popped up there with them. Yeah, so... Uh, lots of stuff. There was a huge event at Fountain Blue. The Saturday I was there, um, Mark Davis held this dinner show. And it was interesting. I was talking to the general manager of the restaurant I was at, Komodo, and he was saying, you've got to see inside. And I've seen some videos now, but like it literally was set up like Allegiant Stadium. It looked like the, you know, the stage was in front of the stadium. Um, Lady Gaga performed. Uh, Diana Ross. Jay Leno was there. I think Wanda Sykes did some... Stand up. Um, Mark Davis was there. Um, also, Elaine Wynn was there, and Jeffrey Soffer from the Fountain Blue, and Miriam Adelson. So it was a powerhouse. Uh, yeah, people were saying this is probably like the richest party that has ever happened yeah. in the history of Las Vegas, just with the the caliber of guests yeah. who were there and their uh, buying power. Yeah. Um, but it was also kind of oh, and uh, Tom Brady. He was and there Tom too. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I heard people kind of referring to the room setup as kind of a throwback to old Vegas, like mm -hmm. the Circus Maximus mm -hmm. showroom over at Caesars Palace, where you did have like a dinner table and a show was happening in front of you. That was the the vibe that they were going for. And yeah. It seems like they knocked it out of the park. Right. I mean, bring that back. Let's have more dinner shows. I'm all it. for that. Yes. Yeah. And maybe this is a vision that Mark Davis wants to, you know make something permanent out of that. Anyway, uh, we'll see. But yeah, it looked really, really cool. So much went on, you know, there was Shaq's fun. I mean, it's just endless. Kanye had some party across the street from the wind last night, rented out that space that they did the other party Friday and Saturday that we had talked about on the podcast, um, which was David Guetta and Jack Harlow and stuff like that. I guess the lot was there, the tents were up. And so about 1200 people went and he like played music from his phone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that up to those who, who went to that and, and enjoyed that moment. And obviously, uh, a lot of these parties were very exclusive, hard to get into. Yeah. A lot of people who came into town for Super Bowl weren't in attendance at those. But I've got to say, I think the overall fan experience of Super Bowl 58 was incredible. I mean, there were always things happening and going on to keep people entertained mm -hmm. leading up to the game. You know, from, uh, you know, I stopped over at the Paramount mm -hmm. experience that was built in front of uh, the Mirage. Yeah. 
and they turned the volcano into that Paramount Mountain. A lot of CBS, Paramount Plus shows, Nickelodeon were all on display there. Um, we stopped by the Yellowstone Ranch. Okay. Uh, set up and got Fun. branded uh, beer koozies, <laughs> oh. branded leather, leather beer koozies with our names branded into them. Um, 1923, the sister show of uh, Yellowstone, the prequel, uh, they had a fun little photo op in there. Um, there's the the show The Challenge that premiered on MTV back in the day and it's still going oh, yeah. strong. Um, we did one of those challenges and competed and actually one, the, the people who were working the game uh, told Shane, my husband, and I that we were the first people to complete <laughs> the challenge. Oh, my gosh. In the three-minute time period. And we I were like, that. are you kidding me? This is great. When yeah. did we sign up to be on the show? The <laughs> Survivor had a, a, um, a booth set up there. So that was really fun. And that's the kind of thing that, that visitors had to do. And it was free to get yeah, in. So it's great. And I know kids were free to go to the NFL experience, and I saw so many people bringing their kids there. Oh it looked gosh, like they yeah. had a blast, right? Yep. Um, my my friend, um, her cousins were in town. They went to the Guy Fieri tailgate, said it was great, sent us a video. They got up on stage with Diplo and were able to watch from the background, and they had a blast. They said it was it was awesome. And I heard people who were down on the strip and then came to a, a party off the strip a little later on, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we were down by the link, and it sounded like... Uh, it sounded like Dustin Lynch was singing around there somewhere. We were like, <laughs> he, was. he was singing down there or somewhere. He was uh, right over there at Guy Fieri's tailgate. So, Oh, and Blake Shelton went to Old Red and brought Gwen Stefani, and they were at the Super Bowl too, and you know performed at Old Red. Right. So, gosh. And, and even before, uh, as people were arriving to Allegiant Stadium pregame, they had a stage set up out there, and Gwen Stefani got up yeah. and performed a few songs out in front of the stadium. So it really was just... A great vibe. I have not heard really any negatives mm -mm. from from fans who've been into town, aside from the volume of traffic that flooded into yeah. Las Vegas Boulevard. There was some gridlock happening, but you know, we've said from the start, use the monorail and walk. Yeah. Or, or take rideshare. I used rideshare to a couple of places, not even one problem at all. They knew what they were going, they took the back streets and it was everyone trying to be on Las Vegas Boulevard. I know. Somebody posted like, oh, I'm in a hurry. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm like, where are you in a hurry to? Why are you on Las Vegas Boulevard? Don't go Especially Las Vegas Boulevard. Especially if you're in a hurry. Yeah. So a successful uh, Super Bowl 58. Thank you so much for joining us and coming along for the ride. Um, let's leave the show with just a couple more videos and pictures that we've gotten in. We have so much stuff to share with you. Enjoy. Enjoy.